This episode is brought to you by FireLapse and FireLapse.com. Too often, drivers fail to extract the full performance potential out of their vehicle at the track because analyzing motorsports data takes time and can be difficult to understand. FireLapse is a fresh and intuitive tool to simplify motorsports data review to allow you to focus on reducing your personal best lap time. This year, SlipAngle and FireLapse have partnered together to help our audience go faster. Annual subscription signups using promo code SLIPANGLE or SLIPANGEL We'll get 15 months for the price of 12 and a free slip angle or track tune t-shirt. Head over to firelaps.com and start letting your data be your coach. All right, I'm recording a solo show. Abe's got uh, stuffed stuff with dogs at home, and uh, I've got a, a new friend of the show, Jeremy Berger. On. Did I say that right? Berger? Uh, it's actually Berger. Berger? Is it really? Yeah. Okay. It's uh I expected you to say uh no, it could be burger, but <laughs> um you uh you reached out a little while ago and uh sent us a link to a documentary that uh I actually thoroughly enjoyed and um it's about lemons racing. What uh, what's your background with cars and uh, can you tell us about the documentary? Sure thing. My background is with cars is practically non-existent. Okay. Uh, that's one of the things I love telling uh, everybody about this. Like, I'm not a racing guy. I don't know cars. Uh, I've owned a few, a uh, highlight of which was a 1984 a 1982 Dodge 400 that honked every time I turned left. <laughs> um, it's but, a feature, uh, not a problem, dude. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yeah. No, it was yeah. definitely, I mean, I had it in high school. So pulling into a parking lot, everybody would just like a parking lot. We're like, what did you want? And I'm yeah. like, nothing. Um, <laughs> That's a great bug, dude. That's a great bug. <laughs> but uh, a friend of ours sent us a link to uh, what Lemons was uh, several years ago. Yep. And we were we were just immediately taken with it for, for a number of reasons, not the least of which being uh, – you know, one of my uh, heavy inspirations for documentaries was a documentary by S.R. Bindler called Hands on a Hard Body from the 90s. Uh, don't know if you've ever heard, seen that one. I have never heard of that. No, what's that? It's it's a documentary. Not, not that I'm trying to pitch somebody else's documentary in the middle of, you know, trying to plug my own. Yeah, but yeah. Um, it's uh, about a competition in, I believe, Austin, Texas, where a group of people stood around a pickup truck with their hands on it. Yeah. <laughs> And the last person with their hands on the on the truck takes the truck home. Was it a Nissan Hardbody? Uh, I believe it was. Because that would make a I lot of sense. It would. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it would, yeah I, I'd have to go back and look, but uh, but but yeah, you would be solving a many year old mystery to me now. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that was a popular Nissan micro truck kind of thing in the eighties, nineties, two thousands. Yeah. Oh yeah, right. oh, that, you know, I'm I'm gonna go out on the limb here and just say that's definitely. I think it was. Yeah, uh, I think Nissan made those. Yeah. Yeah. But um, but we were fascinated with it, and uh, from a visual perspective. Okay. Um, and then we actually kind of started like dipping our toes into the water of shooting, and that's when we come to find out that there's this like much richer world at stake here of the lives of these racers themselves. Mm-hmm. And um, so that started like kind of like a three-year process of shooting because, of course, we're in the Northeast here, so. Come you know October is kind of end of racing season for everybody. Right, right. And uh, but we started off with uh, three pedal mafia, uh, Jeff and Jim Wakeman, along with Chris and Chrissy. Yep. yep. Uh, the whole gang you saw. Yeah, and, they, they um, actually do a podcast that I frequently listen to. They're part of uh, the uh, every 
every everyone racers uh every yeah now i'm blanking everybody ra- everyone racers <laughs> I, think I think it's everyone everybody race or everyone yeah, racers. Yeah. oh yeah, my god uh, i hope they're not listening to this they're gonna hate that we butchered their christian name. uh ward mental ward who's also on their show he's a he's a buddy he's been a he's been an instructor for us at grid life quite a while and stuff so yeah oh great yeah. okay so kind of new um, i got to know their podcast through him because he's like hey man i'm doing a podcast i've been on your podcast listen to my podcast so i did <laughs> yeah We'll make, we'll make it mutual. It'll be perfect. Yeah, yeah. No, they uh, they seem to play kind of a central uh, theme uh, of uh, following them along. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, then um, you know we uh, we we uh, finished up shooting a couple of years. We basically the summer right before the pandemic hit. Okay. Um, and then you know uh, we got to uh, we had been editing the entire time. You know, uh, since we've been shooting, that's just the way documentary goes. Yeah pull it in take a look at it etc cetera, etc cetera. but uh you know pandemic came around and uh, all the work dried up so i was like oh well i'll just keep punching a clock on our own movie then yeah and uh we premiered at middlebury a new filmmaker festival in middlebury vermont and since then we've gone on to uh win three uh best documentary awards at uh maryland international skyline indie film fest in uh, uh in virginia as well as Sugarloaf Film Festival uh, here in New York State. That's amazing. And, yeah, thank you, thank <laughs> yeah. you. It's been it's been a pretty wild ride. We also went to uh, we also showed at the Paladino d'Oro Sport Film Festival in uh, Palermo, Sicily. No way, no way. Yeah, yeah, and we were a part of the International Motor Film Awards in London, but we unfortunately couldn't go to that. Okay, so I don't think we've said what the movie's called. What's uh. <laughs> You know, yeah, I, I should be better at this. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not a good interviewer. You're not a good interviewee, <laughs> but we'll, we'll get there someday. So. Well, well, you know what? Yeah, you know, if you get enough monkeys into a car, eventually they'll learn yeah. how to drive. Yeah. Um, or type Shakespeare or whatever. You know? so, yeah. <laughs> uh, the movie is called Hoopties, and it's a story of three teams of maniacs desperately trying to finish a, well, a, well I don't think I have to paraphrase it for anybody listening, but yeah. 24 Hours of Lemons. Yep. Um, that, so I've competed in a bunch of those races. What was your, you were you were probably there in what eighteen nineteen nineteen twenty somewhere eight, yeah be eighteen nineteen. I think now? it was like like seventeen eighteen nineteen yeah I think that okay. was it yeah. Um, we did a ton of them in like the two thousand nine to two thousand twelve range, a little earlier in, but the vibe doesn't seem like it's changed a whole lot and. The the core group of the uh, you know the the organization of the events is the same people. Um, I'm glad to see that it hadn't changed because it's like the best actually. People people a lot of serious racers write it off as like oh it's a joke competition. I think if I just up and quit everything else I did, it would be the the you know I'm kind of doing racing. I'm stuck doing what we do at our grid life events. Um, but if I had to jump into something else back into something else it would probably just be lemons because it's kind of the best <laughs> so it, it, it really is and and again i don't know i didn't know much about racing getting into it right and i remember there was this because you know there's there are two approaches to any kind of documentary there's one where you do uh years of research and then you walk in as an expert on something trying to craft right. a story uh and then you have the other way which is uh, you jump in feet first and you find out what's going on yep. um that's that was our method because we don't have the resources resources do years of research and uh honestly it also sounds boring um but i was fascinated uh when jeff was telling me uh when the camera was off that they would regularly because of course it is a 24-hour race but as you know it's split between two days yep 
uh, I was fascinated to find out that they would spend that Saturday night on top of having a good time and celebrating the day, helping their competitor rebuild their car. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Now, yeah, to, to somebody coming in from the outside, that was kind of like, like uh, 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 you know, heels scratching on the pavement, like record scratch. Wait a second. Mm-hmm. You do what? Because, yeah, because you, nowhere else in like like you know sports would you hear about you know you never see one quarterback go to another quarterback after an injury and say hey let's get this guy back on his feet yeah let's know? rub his shoulders until he feels better you know? yeah the, <laughs> I, I would pay to see that however that would be a fascinating I mean, at, at multiple lemons races that we did I was doing engine swaps with other teams we pulled transmissions we fixed fuel pump issues it's always you know it's 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 more about like a community and like you're kind of waging a war against the racetrack more than you are against them, which is great, actually. It's a great community. Well, yeah, absolutely. And that was one of the things that really swung us from a narrative perspective or a okay. story perspective about this. Yep. Because, you know, especially when you come from outside of a sport, it's very easy to assume uh, that the uh, nature of the story that you're trying to tell is man versus man. Right. Right. That, that the oldest of, of, of tales, you know, told. Uh, but after learning that, that's when we discovered, like, wait a second, like, it's man competing with man, yeah, but it's really man versus uh, physics, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> market forces, and how well some of these manufacturing techniques have held up with time. Um, and there, there was, like, you know, even just finishing an endurance race is in and of itself an accomplishment, oh, whether sure. you win or not. Yep. Um, so just seeing the support that the community did have for each other, especially people who they were competing against in a race that even if you win, you're not making your money back. No. No. Uh, no. Uh, one, of, <laughs> just, one of like the most striking moments in like all of the racing I've ever done was at the end of our first Lemons race, which was like our first Enduro. Um, all the teams and all the crew that had been to previous ones got along the wall and as the cars came in like everybody got like a giant round of applause and that kept that continued at every one that we went to pretty much Um, and it's like this great celebration of like hey we all did it in these junky cars like can you believe that that citroen made it i don't even know what a citroen is you know like uh it's, it's just like this great incredible vibe of uh of camaraderie which was that that brought us back to a lot of lemons races until we really got too busy doing other stuff like i miss it now that especially watching the documentary i kind of miss it now so uh, yeah it's very different go find yourself a 500 hundred dollar beater and 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 get it back on the road i know i gotta do another one yeah one of these days (laughs) but yeah it 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 is it's definitely a different kind of competition i'm glad uh, i'm glad that you picked up early on on that so yeah, it was it was it was such a refreshing take, especially considering like you know, because we did do like uh, research into other movies about racing, and there's some great ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were concerned because we came from outside racing, and we wanted to share what we found fascinating. Like I didn't want to, we didn't want to just make a documentary about racing for racers. Yep. You know, we were kind of we were hoping that we could attract everyone. So even if you don't know what car you're driving which i must be honest i do i do not currently my wife has to correct me about what the car is that i own <laughs> um yeah you can still understand the, the love of passion so that hopefully somebody who does do this and has that family who's like why are you doing this they can be like you know what sit down watch the documentary i think you'll get it after yeah yeah what what do you think you drive right now by the way 
I'm pretty sure it's a Subaru. Okay, <laughs> of some some variant. <laughs> it's it's a Subaru. I believe it's an Impreza. Oh, okay, um, that's definitely kind of Subaru. Yeah. Did, did I did I did I study up on that before getting on this podcast? No, there would be a, po- a, a question. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I did. <laughs> I mean, as long as you think you know what you've got, that's cool. Um, I had flashcards. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, you're prepared. You know. But, um, <laughs> I try. So, so, how did you get to know the teams that you followed? Where did you find them at? Uh, honestly, it was um, I reached out to Jeff from Three Panel Mafia via Facebook. Um, it's a great name for a team, by the way. Oh, yeah, it's it's so good. Yeah, it's so good, it's uh, especially when you realize like like when I because I have to retitle a lot of the media that comes in. I was like, why didn't I call this fall at three p.m.? It wasn't. I recorded this in the morning. Oh wait, no, yeah. that's it's, team name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we originally followed them and we committed to two weekends. Originally, what was just going to be like, a, let's put our feet in the water here. And maybe this is kind of a, a short, you yeah, know, because, yeah. you know, exactly. Like if we're going to make it like usually, you know, shooting these things, like I said, you know, can take, you know, a few years. You want to kind of be sure first. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we, you know, the first scenes that you see them working on the cars, that was the first weekend we spent with them. And then the following, they were at the... Um, GP Duloc Charcagaga. I think it's it's one of the races <laughs> in the Northeast. Yeah, I think it was um, at, uh, in New Hampshire or Loudon, maybe. I, I, I th- I, it was um, that was at Thompson. Thompson, yes, that was it was yes. one, one of the early races. Yeah, yeah. yes, yes, in, in the film. I mean, yeah, yes, yes. And um, I recognize the garages. And, and you had a just a brief flash of what track they were at. Yeah. Yeah, it was a, it was a lot of that. That's uh, and that, that was a bit of a surprise how big those tracks were, uh, especially yeah. when you're you a, a, one, a one person camera team. That's um, even a small one's like two miles. <laughs> yeah, and, I, uh, and I you usually can't even in. walk around it. <laughs> it's, it's like literally impossible, and they won't let you. Yeah. No, yeah. Uh, but you know, then uh, we we did uh, one race per team because we did. Um, Three Panel Mafia, who we've been talking about, there was also uh, Great Globs of Oil, yep. uh, Chris and Yuri from there, and of course, uh, Team Far from went in with uh, Tom Lamino. And uh, each, we, we went to a race with them, and obviously we shot outside like their homes or their garages. Yeah. So they're afterwards. And then we were like, well, we did one extra Thompson. We were like, you know what, let's just go to one to just go to one. And um, and a lot of it was just like we met kind of the teams on the tracks where like we'd wrap up uh shooting and like i met uh chris and yuri because they were kind of close to uh 3 p.m and talonino i mean again this community is you know engages with itself so yeah, often like sure. you know i would i would just be sitting there talking to one guy thinking he was with, with the team and it turns out nope nope he's uh he's uh he's, he's tying tie with them so mm-hmm. uh you know once once we actually started attending the events like meeting the racers was kind of the easiest thing yeah but um, i probably if i if i walked around with maybe like a poster board like looking for a part i could have made it easier but i i, I can't imagine that. yeah that that is one of the that's one of the interesting things about you know grassroots racing is often like if you just ask for a part over the pa like mm-hmm. you'll meet four new friends because they come run the first one wants to help the most and the second one couldn't find the part but they want to help a lot and uh, it's usually a great way to meet the nicest people in the paddock is request a part. So uh, it's a great, yeah, great way to make a new friend is need an alternator for an 81 Honda Civic or something dumb. But, yeah, the, the, uh, the, the Lemons paddock is, is super supportive, and there's a lot of junk laying around. So, yeah. Oh, uh, there's so much. I don't understand how they that, – that, that's the one question I never asked 
that I wish I did for the film because the cleanup, uh, you know, when it's Sunday and it's time to get out of there, oh, yeah. the cleanup is so quick. Yeah, you show up. You show up on Saturday night. Like most of the paddocks, even the well-organized ones, to to the layman, kind of look like a demilitarized zone. Complete mess. We brought a second car to like our first three races just because we didn't know what was going to break. So we <laughs> so we brought a whole other car. So. Was the car meant to race, or was it going to be an organ donor? For it, it was. It, it was not meant to race. It was. It was literally the organ donor, and it had two transmissions <laughs> sitting in the passenger seat. It had a full wiring harness, and like we ended up like pillaging things after things off of that car, mostly for other teams, you know. <laughs> but like when you bring an old CRX to a lemons race in 2012, you become a very popular destination in the paddock. So. <laughs> Yeah. I like that we're now giving like any future lemons racers just like just bring a lot of yeah. Like, bring, yeah, how, bring how beer be, and be parts cool yeah, bring beer, and parts. beer parts and like uh, one of the other cool ways that I found to make friends was somebody <laughs> brought a it was like a 53 foot enclosed trailer and <laughs> they set up disco balls inside of it and uh, like neon yes. lights and then uh, it was a bowling alley uh, so uh, you, you, you offer somebody uh, you know a bowling ball and the chance to throw it down your trailer uh, it's kind of it's kind of fun you pretty soon you got a friend so yeah no it's it, the, the, the after parties are always uh, amazing yeah they do a good uh, job even as yeah. even as they're going you know going on you know fixing these cars yeah. into the wee hours of the morning sometimes like you know rebuilding an engine using half of one type of car's engine the other half from another type it's, right. it's insanity yeah i've seen a bunch of different forms of uh, material used for head gaskets like manila folders uh <laughs> a, a jb weld for the head gasket like a lot of choices of sealing products gets used to yeah, yeah. Well, well you know to your point earlier about the way other racers also like look down like, like kind of look down on lemons uh, one of the things that I was amazed of was the safety precautions they do take. Oh yeah, very, very, very real. It is not a joke. Yeah. It's not a joke at all. Yeah, yeah. There, there's we make we joke in the film about like you know maybe like was that five hundred dollars that you spent you know kind of take a look at those brakes and mm-hmm. you know they look really shiny and there's a little bit of maybe shall we say uh, pandering to the jury on that one. Yeah, I think the brakes actually in the rules the brakes are technically you're allowed to spend whatever you want on brakes yes. or, or you were when we did it and maybe it was OE based and now I think you can do anything you want with brakes cuz they don't want people not having brakes but Yeah. yeah, it, yeah. Well that's and then that's the thing like they they do go over like those cars oh, yeah. like fine Yeah. Like, yeah. They're I mean, putting their fingers on the roll cage welds. They're looking for at design, they're looking at fuel systems really really closely. Um Yeah. Yeah, very important. So yeah, and it's easy because you do take a look at these things, and you're putting a you know a fifteen hundred dollar roll cage into a four hundred dollar beater that you rolled off a of Craigslist. It's yep. it's easy to pass some judgment, but no, I've I've been there when they go over when they do they do the tech inspection, and it is it is no joke. Yeah, you, you, yep. you kind of got to know what you're doing. Yeah, I mean for the for our listeners, uh, by far the most stringent tech inspection, and I've passed NASA and SCCA and champ car and all those tech inspections with various cars by far the most stringent tech inspection was my first lemons race so um we're talking like far and away way more stringent so i believe it i believe it they do that and yet still like what is it half the cars are going to break down by the first 10 minutes of the race yeah yeah 
or at least a quarter of them. Kind of depends on the region. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Depends on how many times those cars have previously broken down in other races, so they found the weak points. So, but, um, what uh, what was your perception of uh, of the overall uh, like the vibe at night? Is that for an outsider not in racing? Is that actually a fun place, or is it just in our heads? Oh no! <laughs> I mean, that's a valid question. Uh, but it is fun. I found a lot of fun. Uh, you know, three three p.m. They love bringing out the jacuzzi. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, like I, I don't wrench. Uh, but I also observe. You know, I, I do get involved in other technical matters unrelating to cars, so I understand absolutely just like that. Yeah. Hey, let's uh, let's get together, crack open a few beers, and see if we can fix this thing. Let's I fix get this it. thing. Yeah, that's kind of yeah, like it's a it's like a common human uh battle is let's fix this thing and use boo- use booze to help so yeah. <laughs> i mean it's a social lubricant and in place of an actual lubricant it can help out there as well i don't know uh, how good it's going to do for that but you know it's probably been probably tried not. it's probably been tried at a lemon's race <laughs> i'm sure like yeah. yeah i mean well we need to clean this off well vodka's a solvent mm-hmm. um sort of yeah yeah, yeah. But no, I've, I've always like I've always just like you know, and again, it's it's like going in there. I mean, this is like the best thing I can say like about it. Like being at a lemons race, doing something completely unrelated to racing, I still was welcomed by everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, offered me drinks that I kind of you know I kind of have to be like, look, I know the clock's off for you, but I'm still kind of on the clock. <laughs> you know, cameras here. Yeah. Um, then I just go, uh, you know drink a six pack in the hotel alone um should have, you should have here. slept in a trailer and uh, at the paddock <laughs> that would have been a much better choice <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know in, in reflection that probably would have been something I, I i should have done i just didn't think about it at the time and also, yeah literally our podcast was created because we always had the best time when the track went cold and we're like we should mm-hmm. we should just record this like uh let's let's record what what we do afterwards and hang out with our friends and we'll put it out as a podcast and yeah now we're 530 episodes into recording a bunch of bullshit about racetracks so, <laughs> um that, hey, man, that's my man. favorite my favorite time is when the track goes cold and yeah. uh yeah i never don't sleep at the racetrack i, I love crashing at a racetrack uh yeah in the, I, in the bed not on the not on the racetrack but yeah. <laughs> yeah you can't actually yeah. sleep on the concrete at least not i've seen it happen yeah. but it's not comfortable and you don't want to crash your car at the racetrack but it's nice to sleep there so true true yeah. uh but no yeah we we always had just like the best time uh with like the community especially like after hours when people were making tacos and like having mm. food and like kind of getting their barbecue on yeah. And again, like, you know, that on top of the cars, on top of the mess, like, I still, like, think back, and I'm like, how did you guys clean all that up? Because, <laughs> you know, two hours after the race goes cold on Sunday, like, most of those spots are clean. Oh, yeah. It was it was crazy to me. Yeah, and, and it's kind of like a – it's it's pretty much a tradition at most track events to, like, you got to pick up all the little garbage. you got to pick up all the little things or else, like, you're looked down upon. you got to actually do a pretty good job. So no no uh, no wrappers floating around no no loose anything like do a pretty good job and and then the racetrack will have you back so yeah I mean that, and that was like they they I mean everybody that goes to a lemons event there they, they respect the track and that's yeah. uh, something that like you know it's 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 enforced but it's it's also like a social thing you know like yeah clean up after yourself you don't want to be you don't want to be the guy that you know gave uh you know gave a you know 
give it got a nasty phone call in from the track. Yeah, you, you know, don't want to dump your in. grill out and leave all the ashes smoldering and burning the grass and you know leave a spare yeah. tire. And it, it typically is it's frowned upon in most most groups. But I'm glad that you found the paddock very welcoming. So. Oh yeah, no, and, and it was it was fantastic. Um, I sp- and again, especially maybe that's just you know if anybody does want to like dip their toe into this, the best thing to do is just go to one of these races for sure. Uh, walk around if you have any skill in wrenching, you will find friends. Oh, yeah. um, You'll find people that need you for sure. Yeah. Or you could just bring beer, and once the track goes cold and that's allowed, you will also find friends. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> beer, food, uh, and uh, and tools are usually a great way to uh, to make your new BFF at a racetrack. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then it's it, it was fascinating to, to us to see how many people, like, just based off of these events, or because Lemons also has rally events, mm-hmm. like, there's just no casual acquaintances that happen as a result of that. It's like, oh, I met so-and-so here, and, yeah, now our kids, like, go to the same school together. Yeah. No, it's all like all of your best friends when you're a racer, pretty much they, they come from the racetrack, almost every single one. So, um, yeah, all, all the best people that I've ever met have been at a racetrack. Yeah, almost all of them. So what's your background in filmmaking? How did you get into this stuff? Oh, well, I've been, um, I've been a uh, professional editor uh, for years, working on a, a multitude of different things in uh, advertising, broadcast. Okay. Uh, I was at NBC for a few years. Um, and then I've been on my own since about, uh, 2017, just as a, uh, private contractor. Um, and then, uh, excuse me, uh, when the opportunity came along, cause I'd done other like, short films before. Um, and again, we were testing this out to be possibly another short. And, uh, typically with documentary, what happens is like you go and you do like a little like test shooting and then you get it home and then you edit it and be like, oh, maybe it's one thing or maybe it's this thing or maybe it's nothing at all. I'm not the right person to do this, which mm-hmm. is an absolutely valid consideration. <laughs> but in yeah. those circumstances, in those circumstances, we generally get the question eventually from a subject, which is uh, usually before we wrap out of the first or the last day, be like, hey, so uh, when can I see that? And the answer is always like, I don't know, I'll get it to you when I get it to you. Or maybe it's a thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe never. Ra- <laughs> maybe maybe never. You know, like yeah. well, I, at least, uh, you know, if if it becomes nothing, like I at least give them the footage. It's like, hey, look, here's what we shot. Good luck with it. Right. Um, but we didn't get that question from uh, from Jeff and the gang. Uh, he turned once I told him we were heading out for the uh, for the last day before we, you know, not at the race, but beforehand when we were at uh, Chris and Chris's house, uh, working the garages. We're wrapping up, and he goes turns to me. He's like. So, what do you think? You're gonna get a five hundred dollar, uh, five hundred dollar beater and race it around? Mm-hmm. And then I was like, and I was like, um, no, I'm not gonna do that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Thank you. You had to. Got you gotta admit, you were a little tempted. Oh, a little bit. Oh, yeah. Are a you kidding? A little bit. It's a. It's still a big job, though. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. It's it's a whole, so much work. It's so much work. Uh, yeah. But then, like on the drive home, because my my wife Renee serves as a producer of a film, okay. she was producing and. We're driving home, and I kind of turned around. I'm like, I think this might be a bigger thing. And I told her what just happened, and you know that at no point did anybody want to know when they were going to see this footage. They were literally more interested to see if we were interested in the sport we were talking about, mm-hmm. yeah. which rarely – I can't think of a single time that's happened. So once that happened, I was like, okay, maybe this isn't a short, but this is something bigger. And now we, uh, this is our first feature. That's fascinating. Um, yeah, the, uh, how, like how does something like this – 
how does this get made? Like, do you, you just decide like, oh, I have a bunch of free time. I'm going to do this. Or like, where does that come from? What's the, what's the thought when you're, when you're trying to, to do a documentary like this? Well, there's, there's many different ways to skin a cat. Um, not that I've ever tried. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> don't do it when you're a teenager, the, the teachers, you know, they look at you. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. And then they really hate it when you put it on the internet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> terrible idea. <laughs> really yeah. But, uh, with this one, we, we, uh, we, you kind of just got to start shooting. Okay. Um, if nothing else, like if you go through a more traditional aspect and there are much many more avenues for documentary production available now than there have been in the past. I mean, we've had, uh, over 20 years now of digital video and that's just blown up, uh, you know, uh, shall we say real world programming from oh, reality sure. television through documentaries. Yeah. You can shoot it on your phone now, probably. Yeah. I mean, look, that, I'm talking to you from an iPhone right now and, uh, it's not the best camera I own, but I've owned many worse ones. Yeah, about, um, about. And uh, we knew kind of like our resources were going to be limited. You know, this is a first time feature. Like nobody mm -hmm. wants to necessarily throw anything at that. Right. But we also knew that like we also kind of controlled the means of production. Like we have a car, we have a camera, we can get to these things. Mm -hmm. Um, so we kept it very light and very maneuverable um, because we didn't want to, you know, a risk taking on debt right. uh, to produce this thing because we were we were we were spending out of pocket on everything. And then, um, you know, I, and again, I'm a professional, you know, I'm a trained editor. So once we uh, once we got back into the post production process to start assembling this story, mm -hmm. uh, then it was just um, you know nights, weekends, yeah, just doing really late nights. I, yeah, I, just, I, I love. I mean, and the production quality it totally shows. Like it's it's excellent. Um, thank you. And it's the, the pacing and the timing and the and like everything is it's 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 very very pro. But it also thank it's you. super cool that like you kind of did it in a lemon style where you're like, hey, we uh, we got five bucks, uh, let's go racing. Uh, except for you <laughs> went you went filming of the racing so. Uh, yeah, no, the, I mean, look, the camera we were using was secondhand. That's awesome. That's awesome. You know, it wasn't, unfortunately, $500. Um, that would have been something I would have put in the marketing materials. God, I wish I thought of that years ago. <laughs> yeah. That Shot great. with a $500 camera. Yeah. Shot with a $500 camera. Ugh. But, um, or maybe if I just sold bits off of a more expensive camera, no, wait, that wouldn't work. No, um, you need the whole thing. Yeah. need the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, so we came up to, you know, we got like a cut, like in order, or what we would say is festival ready. Okay. Um, and then we got it out to Middlebury, and then um, we uh, sent it to a bunch of other ones, and we uh, had like a really good uh, festival tour. And um, that's when we got approached by um, Gravitas Ventures uh, for distribution. We talked about five distributors, okay. but uh, by the end, uh, Gravitas uh, was the one we kind of went with. Mm -hmm. And uh, now we're available on a number of VOD platforms. Check your cable provider as well as uh, iTunes, Amazon, Google Play. Yeah, that's super cool. Super cool. Yeah. Uh, so I guess like where do people find it? Uh, all those places and you have a website for it and stuff? Uh, yeah, there's a, a site up uh, hooptiesfilm.com. Yeah. Uh, we also have a Facebook page. 
Uh, if you go to Hoopty's Film, there is a newsletter there. You can check out the trailer. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if you have, like, Comcast, Spectrum, Altice, um, Dish Network, we're available uh, on them. Uh, VOD, there are several others in there. And uh, if you prefer digital, yeah, uh, iTunes, Prime Video, Vudu, Google Play, uh, YouTube, Microsoft, and Vimeo. That's um, yeah, yeah. A yeah, little video about racing junkie cars, and uh, yeah, you won some festivals. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, you know, it was it's it's it, it was it was a great time had, and uh, you know, we really felt like uh, just wild about uh, the people that you know people we were able to shoot and people we were able to tell the stories of. Yeah, you how know, did, how did you find a, the Three Pedal Mafia gang, by the way? just on facebook i just i was looking up 24 hours looking at other teams and okay they responded and and it's funny because uh, we interview uh sorry was it jay lamb yeah yeah jay lamb the owner yep jay lamb yeah sorry don't know why i blank on that for a second yep. we interviewed him uh briefly for the film yeah him and nick pon uh they've and they were kind of the two, the two mainly behind it i think from the beginning just about Oh yeah, no, they're yeah. they're 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 the the uh, OGs on that. Yeah, I know Jay started then, uh, it. Nick's been there for yeah. a while. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, like, as soon as our cameras are off, he comes and says, "Oh, who are you? Uh, who are you tailing?" And I tell him three pedal moth, and he kind of laughs. He goes, "Yeah, that's a target rich environment." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was that was perfect. They they had uh, so there's a lot of awards in Lemons. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of them aren't for performing well. I think they've they they have got they had originally gone through pretty much like all the awards, um, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, they've built a lot of cars. Uh, they've been around for a long time. So yeah, yeah, no, they've uh, they've uh, the the draft one was the one that captured my heart though. Yeah. As soon as I saw that thing, I never quite figured out if they put the transponder in the like front of the car or in the giraffe's head i don't think i ever got a clear answer about that yeah technically it shouldn't matter uh but where it is but uh, people want them usually as far forward as possible but, yeah. <laughs> um as far as uh, racing goes in the future do you have any more interest in uh in anything in the racing world or moving on to something else uh, we've got a few other projects uh, uh, that we're kind of doing development on right now. We haven't begun any actual uh, shooting, mm-hmm. um, but you know, uh, so nothing quite yet. Uh, but uh, I'll make sure to let you know if there is. Yeah, very, very, uh, very fun video to watch. I would highly recommend it to anybody. Um, and uh, I really, yeah, I, I really actually greatly enjoyed it. It made me want to do it again, and it made me miss doing it. And I feel like, you know, wh- what did I start a sanctioning body for? I should have just stayed with lemons. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you if you can if you can race, uh, you know, anybody. Uh, I'm trying to draw a perfect analogy here, but it, it's you know, it's, uh, it's really it's like, kind of one of those things. Yeah, anybody sorry. can do, anybody can do it. Like anybody can do yeah. it. It's really yeah. hard. But anybody yeah. can do it. So. Yeah, anybody can get involved. It's 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 there for everybody. And also, like, you know, anybody can make a you know any beginner musician can take a uh, you know a top of the line instrument and make it sound good. Mm-hmm. But the real, but you know, but the guy who can take a twenty five dollar like a nylon acoustic guitar and record an album with it, that guy's a master. Yeah, that's that's yeah. the analogy I put to lemons. Like that's a great analogy you know. too. Yeah, it's doing doing more with less is uh, that really it, it it is it shows a lot of talent, but it also 
it can be an adventure in itself. So. Yeah, yeah, and especially if you are anywhere like like tech gear minded, mm-hmm. like there there are many people out there who are like we're we're just here for the challenge. Oh yeah. Of putting the five hundred five hundred dollar car onto a racetrack for twenty four hours in and of itself is an accomplishment. It's, yeah. Did did you see any of the really wild builds from like Speedy Cop or any of those guys? Uh, we saw some wild. We didn't see any like the really like mind bending. Like ones. the like the crazy ones, like a polished uh, airplane car or but the Cessna. Yeah, we yeah. saw that. We saw photos of that build. And the, Unreal build. Was it the, the, uh, yeah, the one where he did uh, what was it, a Volkswagen camper, but uh-huh. upside down. Yep, the Camaro upside down. Uh, there was yeah the camper that looked like a full pop top camper. Yeah, um, he's done a lot of wild builds. Yeah. yeah, they're they're a little they're a little crazy. I reached out to him, but I never heard back. I think he's probably he probably had a welder in his hand and like didn't look at the internet because that dude has built like thirty cars. <laughs> so, oh my god! Yeah, he's been doing Jeez. it like for fifteen years too. So there are some really really wild builds. Did you have a favorite car or a most interesting car that you can remember? Oh, oh my god! There were so many. Um, Most of them are just kind of gross, but like there's some really really fascinating builds. So. No, I there I I, I kind of loved the gross ones though. That's uh, that's the great. I also loved that there were lemons cars that weren't even racing. Like there was a there's a shot of it in the film, and I couldn't identify what the cars, but there was a a car that I think a guy was just driving around in, where you could tell the front half and the back half <laughs> not only didn't come from the same car. Yeah. Or the same manufacturer, but they look like they came from like two completely different sets of types of vehicles. Mm-hmm. Like I, I just remember staring at it, and be like, I, I, my brain's not recognizing what's happening here. Like, yeah, the front of it was like a Civic, and the back half was like a pickup truck. I yeah. don't know what was happening. Yeah, you were definitely at a lemons race. <laughs> yeah, I, I there was somebody cruising around, and it was the front of I think a Chevy. It literally just cruising around at the Gingerman race we were at one time, and it was like the front of a Chevy Lumina. And then the front of a Chevy Lumina facing the other direction, um, <laughs> like it, you could, you didn't know which way the car went unless you looked at the steering wheel, and yeah, various forms of things like that. So the paddock is a, it's a target-rich environment for things to, things to look at for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, insofar as like favorite cars, I mean, there was one car that, uh, and I, because I loved the themes and I loved like yeah. how creative people were getting with the cars after just getting this thing into like base mode ready um but there's one based upon attack of the killer tomatoes uh there was another one uh that was uh like one of the shells from mario kart like the spiked like oh, yeah. uh yeah. a tortoise shells and like and again like you're i'm showing up you know to a racetrack getting there to you know finding myself to get a good camera position by the time that the flag flies and i'm just like looking at these dozens of vehicles that each one is just worthy of praise i'm like where do i start yeah which one do i start shooting and the answer is get the wide shot first and then go in for go in yeah, for close-ups if they just last look the first at 10 look at everything <laughs> exactly exactly yeah, the first race uh, maybe the second race that we did there was mm-hmm. 117 cars starting it and it was snowing yes. like it was and some, I mean, the wildest themes the, and the judges, they got bribed with so much booze. It was a wild night beforehand. Like, so you didn't know who was half awake, who was fully sober, right, driving around you. It was like one of the wilder racing experiences in my life. But um, yeah, really, really fun. Just the best. So. Yeah, it's, 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 it's so fun and it's so 
just very i mean there is a certain intensity that's in there right yeah, yeah you know because you know there is like the whole you know if you're doing an endurance car race and the car isn't back then hey you're winning oh yeah you're, uh, it's still real it's still very real racing like winning a lemmings yeah. race was one of the highlights of my entire hobby in the past 25 years like it's <laughs> it's the best to win it. it's yeah. really hard <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, and yeah, and that's and then just to come back from that and just find like people are again like clapping as you pull in off the track. Oh, yeah, you know, oh, great camera. Uh, yeah, and then and even and because the one of the things we haven't talked about is when you know you get a, yourself a black flag. Oh no! Yeah, that's very very scary. Yeah, it's, they might it's, make it's, you like weld a chicken to your roof. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We had, uh, we had one guy to want to, you know, I'm not spoiling too much from the film here. I hope but one guy came in, uh, too hot off the track, almost hit a puppy mm. and, uh, mm-hmm. they duct tape him to the roof of that car and he had to do laps around the paddock for a few times and, yeah. uh, you know, not, not getting those laps in. So yeah, I saw yeah, performances I mean, on the live PA of the YMCA. I mean, you see, you see the punishment being a lot of things for being a, a silly goose out there. So. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's and it's and it's wonderful, really, because you have that kind of like you know frivolity and fun, but at a racetrack that where the rules are enforced and taken very very seriously. Yeah, and they are trying to level the competition. They don't want people driving badly to win. They want you know yeah. they really want clean driving out there. So. Yeah, yeah, and if you and if you do go there and. You know, you're you're you you get enough of those. They're gonna be like, you know what? You're, I don't think you're in the spirit of this thing, and yeah, then they'll you, say goodbye you to you. You might need to go somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, if anybody's ever like thinking about checking out, just go there, check it out, feel it out, and you know, maybe try building yourself a car. It is the best. So, well, we uh, I think we did a podcast. I appreciate your time tonight, man. So. Hey, Adam, thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate yeah, it. Super fun. Um, so, where can people find the uh, the film again? Pretty much everywhere. And what's the website? Uh, <laughs> the website is hoopteesfilm.com. It's a great uh, name. Great name for you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook. That's uh, that's a little bit more uh, – the Facebook page is a little bit more uh, uh, active. Um, and then, of course, if you uh, want to check it out, it's available for rental or purchase on iTunes, Prime Video, Vudu, Google Play, YouTube, Microsoft, and Vimeo. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, check your cable provider. Um, you know, yeah, like a, a, I'll just read them off real quick here. Comcast, Spectrum, Altice. Am I saying that right? Altice? I, I have no idea. Oh, let's, let's go with it. it let's sounds go with it. fancy, whatever it is. I know. It sounds too, like Too fancy for a Lemons movie. <laughs> I know. I know. It sounds like something that somebody named Jeremy Berger would say. Uh-huh. Um, Berger. <laughs> Jeremy Berger. Uh, Cox, uh... Dish Network, Verizon FiOS, Frontier, Southern Lake, Mediacom, Armstrong, and Shaw. Oh, man. Um, that is, that's got to be most of the country. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Because if there are more, I'm never going to get through that list. No, that's a lot of cable, and that's a lot of <laughs> VODs. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I would really, really highly encourage anybody to watch it. It was uh, super fun. Not, I mean, it's, it's no, over an hour, but it's not going to burn your entire night. It's a super <laughs> good watch, and you guys did a really good job. So. Thank you. Thank you um, so much. I'm so happy you enjoyed it. Yeah, very cool to see our sport covered by people that aren't from our sport as well. And, uh, yeah, just, just a great job. I really, like, as a, as a competitor in this stuff, like, it's, it's, it's very cool to see that kind of, you know, 
I would call it recognition or or, or whatever. But uh, yeah, very cool to see it uh, to see it happen. And you guys really did a, a great job with the film. So thank you so much. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Can't wait to do it again. Yeah. If uh, if you do any more racing stuff, feel free to hit us up. So we absolutely yeah. will do. Yeah, man. Um, Jeremy Berger, 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 Berger. You know, however. <laughs> However you want to say Bird, it. Bird's yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we appreciate you reaching out, and I'm uh, I'm really really glad to have watched the movie. So. All right, thank you so much, Sam. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. Have a great night. You too, now. Take care. Slip Angle was created by Austin Cabot and Adam Jubay, co-hosted by Derek Yarbrough and production by Abram Schmucker, who mixes all of our terrible audio. If you like the show, please rate us and review us on iTunes, and come and find us in the Pit Grid Live to say hello. 